Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, I'm Amy and I'm Kirsty. And we are the Art of Decluttering and we are here today for episode like 400 million. I can't, don't even know what number we're up to. Doesn't matter. Doesn't we're matter. talking about perfectionism. Mm, which, if I was a perfectionist, I would know what number we're up to. <laughs> Clearly I'm not. Are you a perfectionist, Kirst? I don't think so, but maybe I might identify with some of the things that we're talking about today. Mm, so Let's see. We're going to talk about what a perfectionist is and how that impacts on decluttering and organising. Yeah, and some of our tips and antidotes to work through your perfectionism if you're not already working Radio. through them with a professional. Now, so to start, we are not professionals. We are not psychologists. We're not psychiatrists. We're not counsellors. We are professional organisers. Our area of expertise <laughs> lies in decluttering and coaching people and so we get to see the outworkings of perfection, perfectionism and how that looks in lots of different people's lives, don't we, Amy? We sure do. <laughs> and the, what triggers us when it comes to perfectionism. Yes, because I think that maybe it's a spectrum. Oh, it totally is a spectrum because um, I'm right down one end. You think you're down one end. Well, let's talk about that let's. further in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it? Can you give us a definition of perfectionism? Yeah, research. Bum, bum, bum. Are we prepared? Perfectionism in psychology is a personality trait characterized by a person striving for flawlessness and setting high performance standard accompanied by critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations. So you don't identify with anything there? That's not true. I do. Okay. Tell me what you identify with in perfectionism because you, um, you were like, they, this ain't me. No, you're And now right. you're like, ooh, hold on. Yeah. Setting high performance standards <laughs> is well and truly me. This is so funny. That's why I was just sitting here 
not so unobviously giggling at you and you're like, I'm not a perfectionist. And I'm like, mm-hmm, Wait till sure. you read the description. <laughs> what part of that do you... And I don't identify with any of the other things, I don't think. I'm not a critical self-assessor and I'm not particularly concerned about other people's evaluations and I don't strive for flawlessness, but I definitely set high performance standards. Mm, I'm probably, out of all of them, the critical self-evaluation. Mm. Anyway, we did do a little bit of research for this episode and I came across an article (laughs) in Psychology Today. It was written this year. Um, It's called The Nine Signs That You Might Be a Perfectionist. So let's see, Amy, if you identify with any of these. And And credit to Elizabeth Lombardo, who's a PhD, who um, wrote some of these. Yes, yes, she wrote the article. And so number one, you think... In all or nothing terms. <laughs> Amy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So something is either right or wrong, good or bad, perfect or a disaster. You tend to think in one extreme or the other rather than seeing the characteristics of people and situations existing along a continuum. For example, you tend to think she is mean instead of she can sometimes be mean. All right, Elizabeth Lombardo. Yes. All right. Tick for me. What about you? I, yes, I reckon you get a tick on that. Yeah, I get a tick in some. It's just it, yes, I do. I yeah. do do that. Yeah, but then I'm also, as we've spoken about, a rainbow child. Absolutely. So I can. I think I do it for me, but when other people are telling me their yes. circumstances, I am. Devil's advocate. Yes, I totally agree with that. So you think in terms of all or nothing with what's going on in your internal world. Yes. But with other people's, the rainbow flies high. Yes. Great. Love it. Two. So listeners, we want you to self-identify too. And so this is another great example of an episode where some people might not think that it applies to them and it might. Hence me. Yes. So number two, you think and then act in extremes. Have you ever acted on a sentiment like this more than once? I had one cookie and screwed up my diet, so I may as well eat them all. <laughs> Is that mm. another laugh from you, Amy? Have no, you ever done that? Um, I'm not sure. What about you? Yep, I have. I'm I much don't... better. Like, So think about it in different from diet, like if there's something else that you can relate that to. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that one. I'm putting a question mark. Okay. So number three, you can't trust others to do a task correctly. I'm laughing because I'm looking at Amy. I was about to say, you're looking at me. Yeah, so you can't trust others to do a task correctly, so you rarely delegate. Others may see you as a micromanager or a control freak, but you see your actions as just wanting to get the job done right. Yep, big big old fat tick for me. You? No. No. (laughs) No. Listeners, fat tick or big cross? Yep. Number four, you have a demanding standard for yourself and others. You believe in always giving your best and you expect others to do the same and you are scared to death of looking like a failure. Big, massive tick for you, Amy. Yes. You? No. Mm. No. I would never have thought I was a perfectionist. Let's keep going. Yeah. Number five, you have trouble completing a project because you think there's always something more you can do to make it better. You obsess about sharing your book, your project meal, invite, business card, website article or speech with others. You want to make sure your work is the best before revealing it. <laughs> this big is not you. Big fat cross for me. Yes. Big fat tick for you. Um, no, big fat tick for you. 
You know how like sometimes no. we'll, yeah, we'll be doing something like, oh, I checked it with this person. I sent it to that person for them to look over. Like there's that wanting to get other people's feedback on it. Because you're like, oh, I just want to make sure we, whereas I'm like, let's just get it out. You're like, yes. no, let's make it the best it can possibly be. No, I, I don't. Yeah. Okay. So I, I definitely do want it to be better. And I think that a collaboration will help it be better. But I don't, it doesn't have to be 10 people before it gets sent out to the world. So whereas I think, and I don't, and it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be better than you and I can do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's, whereas I'm, so recently the declutter mantra is a great example of this. Yes. Talking to a friend, she was like, so as someone who was a client, is a friend, I'm decluttering with the kids and we wrote a declutter mantra. I was like, oh, I want to write a declutter mantra too. So I wrote one, created an artwork for it, sent it to Curse, like, what do you think? Awesome. Hit publish. And like 10 of you got back to me and said there's an apostrophe there where there shouldn't be one. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm totally not a perfectionist, but I feel like you would have taken the time to either get somebody else to look at it or got feedback on it to make it better. Yes, but I don't feel like I get need endless feedback yeah. before I send it yeah. out. Yep. So I think I just stop short mm-hmm. of perfectionism yep. in that way. Yep. But um, Agreed. Next. You have trouble. No, that's I've already read that one. Um, you use the word should a lot. I should do this or they should do that. Maybe common phrase, both out loud and in your head. You have certain rules that you believe and others should follow. And when those rules aren't followed, you are not pleased. What about that? Do you identify with that? Parts of it. Yep. Not all of it, but definitely parts of it. What about you? Yeah. um, I am growing in this area of shoulds because Mm. I, and we'll talk about that later. But yes, I'm definitely, I'm learning not to be, living in the shoulds. Mm-hmm. And we'll put a link to these questions in the show notes so you can jump in there and, and have a look at the article and go through and do what we're doing now and that reflection and you might be surprised. Hmm. Number seven, your self-confidence depends on you, what you accomplish and how others react to you. You strive for excellence and need validation from others to feel good about your accomplishments. What's more, once you've achieved a goal, you quickly move on to the next one. Uh, yeah, okay, me. Do you need the validation though? Um, I need the validation in terms of it adding value, not in terms of people thinking, like saying, hey, that was great, Amy. So Does your self-confidence depend on the validation? No. No, but when you achieve your goal, you move on quickly. Very quickly. You've you've moved moved on before before you've even finished the goal. Yeah, whereas I'm probably more the first half. Like mm. my self-confidence more depends on how others react to you and that is an area that I'm growing in as well, wow, trying not really to. interesting. Yes. Really good. I'm glad that you're enjoying this Our episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, you tend to fixate on something you mess up. You may have done something right, but you still focus instead on that one mistake you make. That is a big, big fat tick for me. And a big fat cross for me. Gosh, we're so different, aren't we? We Even the ones that we're both saying yes. It's like, but the first half. And I'm like, but the second half. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Opposites attract, my friend. (laughs) Okay, nine. 
This is the last one, peeps. You procrastinate or avoid situations where you think you might not excel. It may seem counterintuitive, but many people who procrastinate or avoid doing something are actually perfectionists. They're afraid they will fail. Their rationale is, I might not be able to do it perfectly, so why bother at all? That is not why I procrastinate. No, me neither. So that crossed from both of us. Yep. That is an incredible nine points of perfectionism, and I am so surprised. Did you, Would you have thought I was a perfectionist before we read through this? Um, no, but when I was reading this last night, I just went tick, 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 tick yeah. for all the things that you have identified as. Yeah. I was all like, oh, it's so funny that Amy never identifies as a perfectionist, no. but I can see a lot of you in this. So what's interesting is Cal's a perfectionist and Elijah, my youngest, is a perfectionist. And what that looks like for them is they spend a really long time on something till it's perfect but are still not happy with it yeah and both of them are really creative so what that often comes out in is drawing or writing a song or playing music or playing the didgeridoo or doing something creative where it's really hard to know have I achieved this we were just talking to Jared outside saying this was our next episode and he was saying like if you're a runner and you're doing the 100 meter sprint and you were the fastest you know that you have done that the fastest you are the winner but in the creative arts in podcasting, in organising, hmm. there's no measurable outcome unless you're just going on how you feel and it's hard. Yes. So we are going to now focus on what our, what we would say to people and what we do say to people when some of these traits of perfectionism pops up and rears its head mm. when it comes to decluttering. Yep. So let's go with the first one. So the first antidote to perfectionism that we've come up with is is the um, perfectionist thoughts. It's like all or nothing. So our antidote to this is to chunk things up into bite-sized pieces. So do a micro declutter challenge. Do a micro declutter. Go and declutter your chopsticks. Go and declutter your colanders. Go and declutter your odd socks. So rather than feeling like I have to attack it all and it all has to be perfect, go really micro. I'm just going to declutter the toothbrushes, like really micro. And then you can do that perfectly if you so desire. Yeah. Episode 86 is called Micro Declutter and that will help you if you want to go back and listen to that one. Another um, thing that we found works really well and we teach really in-depth about this in our Head, Heart and Home course is the power of 15 minutes. And um, I go into it, there's almost, you know, like, I don't know, six or seven pages on it in my book as well where we talk about the power of 15 minutes to achieve a task that you set your mind to. So you are absolutely zoned in, zeroed in, focusing on a particular task for 15 minutes and then you give yourself the grace at the end to say that's 15 minutes is finished, I'm not going to let that linger. So for those of you that look at a 15-minute task and know it's going to take you 45, the power of 15 minutes is that your timer goes off and you stop. You're forced to stop and accept whatever you were able to get done in that time. And know that you're 15 minutes further along than if you had gone, no, I'm not going to do it because I can't do it perfectly. Progress or, over perfection, hey? Yes, exactly. I really like that. One of the sayings that I've um, repeated many times in the past is 15 minutes from perfection is perfection. And so the concept behind that is that if my house is somewhat messy and in 15 minutes I need to have it tidy because my mum's coming over, that's perfect because I can do 15 minutes. 
And so as long as you're kind of 15 minutes from perfect, that's fine because you can get there in 15 minutes. Not, sure. Not sure I articulated that. No, properly. I got it. Good, thanks. I got it. So the the second point on that perfectionist list was you think and then act in extremes. So how do we uh, – what's the antidote to that, Amy? Well, not trying to bite off more than you can chew and sometimes getting locked jaw because you just bite off so much and then you end up throwing in the towel and getting nothing done. Mm-hmm. So it's actually better, don't you agree, to get something done than nothing Yes. And so not thinking that the whole house has to be entirely decluttered in a one weekend. It can be done one area at a time. And our podcast is perfect for that. Go back to listen to, you know, the area that you are needing, that you do want to tackle today. So go and do the study or the kitchen or the bathroom or laundry. The next one was you can't trust others to do the task correctly. So you rarely delegate. And that was one I put my hand up for, though my heart in not delegating is not because I don't trust people, actually. It's because I think I can do it quicker and easier and I don't want to have to describe it and explain it and pass it on. I think, oh, I'll just do it myself. It'll be quicker. So, And how, but does that actually work in? So, yes, that works in our business and stuff, but that's not a great no. rule for raising up children and for having an organized home that you feel peaceful and calm in there is a level of delegation and we've talked about it before my Mm. 13 year old does all our washing like that level of delegation is really important when it comes to decluttering and organizing you need to empower people so if you think of it rather than delegating maybe empower is the word that we want you to swap out for that like how do I empower others to not have a floor drobe how do I empower my 11 year old to unpack her bag when she gets home from school and I, my response to this is to acknowledge that it can be really hard to, to empower other people. And often as somebody who lives with somebody who may have some of these traits <laughs> um, and what I have seen time and time again in families that um, have a perfectionist in the family is that other people give up trying to help. Yes. They give up because they can't do it. They're impossible to please. That Yeah, that they can't do it the way the person wants it mm-hmm. done and they're not doing it quick enough or good enough, so they give up. And that just bites you in the butt when you're the perfectionist in the yeah. family because then you take on that mental load and you feel like you can't ever let go of that mental load but it's your own self stopping you from yeah. being able to give up that mental load. So it is about working through this and realising that if you do take the time to train your children and you do have conversations with your partner or, you know, if it is at work, if you do train up your staff and you do work through this, then it becomes lighter. And if you go back to episode we did on homeschooling with Narelle, she gave a really great um, five-step process of how to train children up particularly, but it can be used in any, I'm going to guess episode 73 was homeschooling. (laughs) We'll see if my ability, someone in our survey fed back that they liked my ability to rain man the numbers of our podcast episodes. I think it was Belinda. So episode 73, if it's not homeschooling, jump onto our community page and let me know I got it wrong. The other thing, and I know I am not a perfectionist in this area, um, 
but I may live with one, (laughs) (laughs) is to hold the outcome with a light hand, is to just go, you know what, the kids don't make the beds perfectly, but it's better. It's better done than perfect. And I know, I know that that is really hard. I'm not downplaying how hard that can be for you if you're a perfectionist. But it's also really undermining for the person who's trying to please you and trying to do things if you forever come along and fix it because then they're like, oh, I'm like, and, and particularly with kids, it can go so many different ways. Mm. They can then internalize that. Depends on their personality. They could then internalize it that I'm not good and I'm not good at anything because mum comes along and fixes everything I do. So I'm not, I'm no good. So just... I want to yeah, particularly tread if, gently with this and tread gently with – I want to tread gently with you too about how you think about these things. Yeah, and I think if you have that combination, like we said before, of someone who doesn't want to delegate but someone who's self-critical and you put those two together, yes, all of a sudden you have two people rubbing up against each other that it gets quite complicated. Yeah, yeah. How about this next one, Kirst? We talked about having demanding standards of ourselves and others, always believing that you need to give your best and expect others to do the same and are scared to death of looking like a failure. What's our antidote for that one? Is that you can't fail at decluttering. Say it again. You can't fail at decluttering if you actually start decluttering. Yeah, the only way to fail at decluttering is to not start. Yes. Literally the only way. Yes. (laughs) Even if all you do is make a plan, even if all you do is listen to a podcast, even if all you do is get rid of three pieces of rubbish, you've decluttered. (laughs) Yeah. You've started. And that's not a failure. So I think it's also changing your lens about what failure looks like um, and resetting your expectations. So. Um, it's not a failure if you, you it takes you a year or longer to get your home decluttered, but your expectation was to get it done in a weekend. Yeah. So changing your expectation, changing your lens, changing your approach to things, and again, progress over perfection, just knowing that you're getting there and that you're working will help with you and your demanding standards. standards. Yeah, so maybe even if you're someone who struggles with that, take a photo of every time stuff leaves the house mm. and so you can flick through it, keep it in a folder on your phone and just go, wow, like I've actually got rid of an incredible amount. I was talking to a client this week and we'd gotten rid of, I think it was 14 bags of rubbish in five hours plus donations. That was just rubbish out of her wardrobe and under her bed, like incredible. Like she works really hard. But then when you combine that with the session we did before and the session before that and the session, we're like, oh, my gosh, there's probably been 60, 70, 80 mm. bags. Leave this house. So even when you feel like, oh, I'm not quite getting where I want to get or it's taking longer, you can flick back and go, far out, I have done a lot. Yes. And so you know that you're not a failure because, yes, it may not be the expectation that you had. Like you may have wanted to get it all done in one session, for instance. But that is that is having a missed expectation, isn't mm. it? Like that's not having a realistic expectation. Yeah. Okay. You're having trouble completing a project because you think there's always something more you can do to make it better. What's... Oh, this is our client story, isn't it? Yes. 
It is so often our client story. Well, where with that's donations. That's why they get us in is they like, I just can't, I can't nail this one. But also even if they're doing, even if you listeners are doing it by yourself, it's, mm. you often get stuck because you're like, no, I won't go to the Salvos to drop that donation because I'm sure there'll be more I can collect next week. No, yes, yes, no and yes. <laughs> yes, there might be more stuff to Salvos, but just get that stuff out yep. of your house today. You'll feel better. And then, yeah, you're going to make another trip to Salvos. Correct. Same with listing things online to sell. I'll just gather it all together mm. and then I'll set aside a whole day and I'll just list the whole lot and then it sits there weeks and weeks. Actually, just list it as you go, snap a photo, put it online and you have that momentum of things coming and going rather than feeling like I have to set aside a whole day. No, set aside 45 seconds yes. for this particular item and get it listed. And if you need more help on how to sell things, we have a really short course called Simple, Safe and Successful Online Selling. Just go to our website and you'll be able to find that there. So it is just, I for me, it's about just keep moving. So just keep swimming. Just, yeah, just, just keep, keep swimming. swimming. And it doesn't have to be better. Like often we have people going, oh, I need, um, you know, I need a better solution for this. I need a better toy room solution. Mm. Like, and and then they feel like they're stuck and they can't move on to the next project yes. because there's the best solution hasn't yes. come along for the toys I'm yet. I'm saving up for that piece of furniture. So in the meantime, I'm just going to let it be chaos. No, use what you've got. Yeah. Like organise, declutter, use what you've got. And it's an ongoing process. We talked about it a couple of episodes ago where we talked about, what was the episode called? Momentum? No, are we there yet? Are we there Yeah, That might have been what it was called. But it's a journey, not a destination. Yeah, and I also we talk about it in episode 55, Death. Mandy we Deep talk Dive. about about Mandy Deep Dive. So one of the things that we suggest for completing a project is that just don't think about it as a completion. Mm. Like so you go and do the toy room or you do the kitchen and you just do um, – your first pass at yes. it. Yes. And that's what I love about decluttering is, and the Mandy deep dive in particular, is that your first go is just your first pass. Mm -hmm. So you go in and you do the kitchen and you may have done an amazing job. You may have gotten rid, rid of so much. You may have even had Amy and I in and we've done, a, you know, you've got rid of like 50% of your kitchen, let's just say. You can still do a Mandy deep dive. Mm -hmm. You can go back you know, it may be six months later and you go back in and the things that you've said to us or you've said to yourself, no, 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 I definitely will use that. <laughs> and yet a year's gone by and you still haven't used it. Well, that's the time for a Mandy deep dive. So yep. it's also about changing your perspective on when a project is complete. And as Amy said, like we talked about in the Are We There Yet? It's not, there's no destination decluttered. No. It's a journey. The beauty of the Mandy deep dive is you can always do one. So Kirsten and I do Mandy deep dives all the time because we've gone through an area and then we have clients where we go in. This is one of the things I love, Kirst, <laughs> is we go in and they'll say, oh, we don't need to go through that box. I've oh. already decluttered it. <laughs> Almost every single yes. session there's an area. I've decluttered that. And I'll say, why don't we go through it together because I think you'll be surprised how much more you'll let go of when you have accountability and someone here question asking you helpful questions. 
I had it happen uh, a couple of days ago. I don't remember what day of the week it was. <laughs> she said, I've been through this box. It's fully curated. And I said, can you just humour me? We kept not one thing. Yeah. And she was in hysterics. I was in hysterics. And she's like, but I went through that box. I said, yes. And when you did go through that box, that was good. The first part. What you did was really good because it enabled you to get to this point. Yes. And you could let go of that stuff because there were questions to be asked and there were other things and it was it just made me laugh because that's what happens all the time. And I think the other antidote to this one is just having grace for yourself. Like just congratulate yourself when you have, like just start, do it and have grace for yourself that it's not perfect. And I know that's really easy for me to say because I don't, you know, identify as strongly in all nine of these areas but trust me it works and i am a work in progress so so we are yeah Mm. we obviously love podcasts and we love our community so it was so good when one of our precious community members mandy started her amazing podcast that's been changing our lives as much as we hope it impacts yours Two Peas in a Podcast, spelt T-O-O, has grown our love and empathy for others in ways that we could not have imagined. It's hosted by two amazing mums, Mandy and Kate, who both have twins with disabilities. And it is a raw, honest and vulnerable conversation with each other and with members of their community about the highs and the lows, the joys and the grief of their lived experience. We highly recommend this podcast to parents with kids who are disabled, both physically and intellectually. But we also recommend this podcast to every single person we meet and therefore to you as well. If you live and breathe and interact with others in this brutal existence on this planet, then this podcast will help you to do this with more love and empathy for everyone you meet. You're going to laugh hard and cry hard with these two magnificent women, and we guarantee that you will fall in love with them just like we have. Check out Two Peas in a Podcast wherever you listen to Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Podcasts. The next one is you use the word should a lot. Should do this, should do that. They should do this, they should do that. So what's a common antidote we could use for that one, Kirst? 
to let go of the shoulds. Mm. Let it go. Let it go. Let Get it your go. Elsa on. You don't owe anybody anything. I forgot to mention that. I should have mentioned it in our other episode. Anyway, um, including yourself. You don't owe yourself anything either. So there is no shoulds in the world of decluttering. Mm-hmm. It, it will look unique to your household yep. and your family and your unique situation. So you don't need to compare yourself with anybody else and you don't need to say, oh, you know, but it should look like this or it should, I should be able to do it in 45 minutes and it's taken me four hours. Like there's no such thing. You are unique. So stop comparing yourself to other people. Amy's laughing at me. Well, tell me no, why you're laughing. No, I'm not. I'm smiling because I'm just thinking of an analogy. When So let's take a journey with me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were to pick a sport that relates really well to decluttering, what would you pick? <laughs> You've put me on the spot. You tell me. Pray, pray tell. What do you think? Okay. So I'm thinking little aths. Because little aths is a sport where you compete against yourself. Yeah. So even though you're running a race with other people and you're competing in, I'm doing air quotes, with other people, you're running the same track, you're heading to the same destination, you've come from the same place, you're being cheered on, you're wearing a similar uniform, blah, 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 blah. You are timed and compared to who you were last week. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what decluttering is like. We're all on that same journey. We're all heading to minimalism and intentional living. Some of us are further ahead than others, but it doesn't matter because you're only compared to who you were last week. What more do you know? What more have you done? What decisions have you made? What mindsets have changed? What influences have you included in your life? It's the little aths of decluttering. Yes. That's what I was excited about. Oh, good. Is that one of my ranty things? That- no, no. Because <laughs> I I was even thinking even that with the PBs, like you you don't even need to be better than you were last week. Like You don't have to be, but I think that's the aim for all of us. But you should be. All- well, yes, maybe you should. <laughs> no. Maybe you should. Maybe we are trying to make today a little bit, as Osha would say, yes. make today a little bit better than yesterday. Yes, but... I preface that with the different seasons that you're in. So if you're going through a health crisis or you're at, something's gone pear-shaped in your life, it's not helpful to compare yourself to what you should be doing, like who you should have been yes. last week. Yes, and I think the should is not helpful. No, but I, even the, yeah, I, I just wanted yeah, to question yeah. that. I'm like, I, I totally appreciate where you're coming from and I totally see that, yes, I love the analogy when it comes to not comparing yourself with one another. Um, I just think sometimes it's not helpful to even compare ourselves with ourselves. And yes, if we're talking about the quantity of stuff you're decluttering, totally agree. Yes, if we're talking about um, making great decisions for the environment. But what if this week the thing that you do better than last week is you say no to getting four bananas and putting them in a plastic bag. Yes. But that is better than – so last week you might have decluttered 30% of your wardrobe, but this week you're adding to that because what happens with decluttering is you can never take away what you've already decluttered. You can't undo decluttering. Mm-hmm. You cannot do it. You can create new things to declutter. You can bring things in, but you cannot – it is impossible 
to undo the decluttering you've already done. And so you are only ever adding to your progress. Oh, that's where 100%. I'm, that's where I'm yes. saying the PB comes in because you are adding. Last week I, you know, what did I say? Decluttered 30%. This week I'm adding. I didn't get a bag for the bananas. It's not much. No. But it's a little bit. Yeah. And I totally, you know, I love Osho's podcast too and it's definitely, we do want to be better than yesterday, mm-hmm. but we don't, um, it doesn't yeah. look the same. Yesterday is not going to look the same. No. And look, I've, you know, everyone knows my story. I've been there. I've been the person that was the A-type overproductive super woman to... You were? <laughs> to bedridden for five months. Yes, 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 yes. And that's what I wanted to say on this topic is that you are the designer of your own life. So it's not about shoulds. It's about what is your vision, you know, what is what are you designing your life to be like because again it doesn't even it's not about comparing yourself with anybody else like not everybody is on a minimalist journey mm. you might still end up with 50 of everything but it, you started with 400 yeah so getting Correct. down to 50 is amazing whereas somebody who only starts with 50 one might be the perfect mm-hmm. number so it is about designing the life that you best want to live and we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks when we talk about 2020 2020 vision it's coming how it's is coming. that how are we nearly how are we nearly at the end of a decade please oh, it's awesome please tell me how that <laughs> happened okay moving on what's the next one your self-confidence depends on what you accomplish and what others react to you and how others react to you that can be really tough in decluttering what happens when someone comes home and is like what have you done all day? And all you've done is slogged your guts out to tidy up the mess that the children made before they left for school. <sighs> yeah. Or a professional organiser comes and you declutter most of your wardrobe and then your friend comes over and she's like, oh, you've always got so many clothes, da 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 da, da. Yeah. That's, that's tough. So my antidote to this is to not have your self-confidence defined by anything that you do, anything, anything, that, anything you do. that you do. It is all a, you need to find value in yourself regardless, regardless if you're Boom. an A-type personality who's overproductive and busy or you end up in bed for five months, your self-worth and your self-confidence has to be based in so much more than what you can accomplish and what decluttering you can get done. You are made in a wonderful and amazing way and that is where your self-confidence needs to lie, not in anything that you can do. Boom. Nothing else to add to that. Great. Excellent. (laughs) The next one is you tend to fixate on something you messed up. So what does this look like for you? That was one that you identified with. Yes. Well, I am learning in this and I am learning to learn from the mistakes Mm. rather than to fixate on the mistakes and be upset by, but I should have, I should have, I should have, because again, that's going back to the shoulds and going, oh, I'm so silly. I'm so, how could I have done that? Or, you know, for instance, if you let go of something that Mm. you didn't mean to let go of, I've had, I've had that happen with clients over there. And I've spoken about it before. They accidentally let go of a whole box of memorabilia and it wasn't mine. They did it when I wasn't around. Um, And, but I have, you know, people have let go of stuff that they have regretted Mm. as well. 
um, in mine, in my experience. And so what can I learn from that mistake? And in that situation, it's not keeping everything, mm-hmm. you know, just in case I chuck out something really important. It's about being careful yeah. about what, you know, like looking at what you're actually chucking out and being mindful and present in that situation so it doesn't happen again. Mm. But um, when I, yeah, I I am trying to think about all the wonderful things that I do do. <laughs> Yes. You know, like even this morning I was having a wobble about something and Amy's all like, no, Kirsty, think about all the things that you are good at and think about, you know, what a, you know, what a gift you are to this world because she's like that. <laughs> um, so that's how I, that's how I overcome mm. that tendency to fixate on the mistakes. I find a lot of clients, and I know we've talked about this um, off air as well, is once people are getting rid of things, they start to regret the decisions they've made in the past. Like, why did I spend so much money on clothes and I never even took the tags off? Or my kids never got into Lego, but I reckon I spent $2,000 on Lego in that five to eight-year-old range and it's all in boxes and now we're just sending it off to someone else. And it's exactly what you said. We're going to learn from it. Okay, so in the future... How can we make wise decisions about what we purchase? And if you go back to Claire Press's episode, there's a great downloadable, um, just go to the show notes and it's questions to ask before you go shopping. So there's lots of regret around wasted money and wasted time. And I think that is often what we will regret on our deathbeds, but learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's grow. Let's make better choices. Let's make tomorrow better than yesterday. (laughs) Hi, Osha. Thanks for joining us in the podcast today. Um, I I think across all of these, there's a lot of shame. Yes. And perfectionism lives in shame mm. and it wants you to live in shame. And there's a lot of shame. If you're a perfectionist, there's a, there can be a lot of shame. Or pride. Oh. I think that they're the two. Yes. I think that perfectionism either drives you to shame or it drives you to pride. Yes. just That was just my revelation right then. Good. Bring it. Yeah. Tell us more. Well, I think that the shame, like we talked about, is the self-condemnation and the criticism and I'm not good enough and the reason I don't try is because I can't win and da-da-da-da-da. There's that. And then there's the I'm so good no one else can do it as good as me. I can do it amazing so I might as well do it myself. Why can't everyone else be like me? And so I think that that shame and pride plays out differently through the same issue of perfectionism. Yes, and neither of them are worthy values to no. attain to. You do not want to aim in your life to be either of those things. Yeah, and so I think recognising, you know, which way you're you're drawn to. Are you drawn to pride and and coming again coming to know that your value lies in who you are mm-hmm. and who you were created to be. And that can be in giving your gifts to the world. Like yeah. it can be beautiful. Like it is always beautiful. But, you know, from a perfectionist point of view, it can be that mm. I I was created to cre- to make a great podcast and I don't need to be prideful of that. Yeah. But I don't also. That's confidence, not pride. Yeah, I also don't need to undermine that and go, oh no, it's just a you know little thing that I do, mm. and nobody, it doesn't change any life. Like to be yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, fake humble yeah. about yeah. it. It's about having that right measure. Love it. But also, um, yeah. So I think pride 
I think the antidote to pride is actually having a true sense of who you are. Yeah, it's not humility. It's not the antidote to pride. It's understanding who you are, who you were created to be, and understanding that for other people as well. Yeah, Mm. and then shame just ain't got no place anywhere. And the same result. (laughs) The same. It's it's exactly the same thing. Understand who you are, how you're made, and other people as well. Yes. It's the same antidote for both of those things. This may be one of those tangents where we've just gone off, but I think it's really helpful. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think it is. Good. <laughs> the next um, last one, actually, that we're going to talk about is we talked about the procrastination. So you avoid situations where you think you might not excel. Here's some um, wisdom from one of my children to the other child yesterday. Mm. We're in the car driving as family. And in the back seat, I hear one give the other this advice. If you don't think you're going to win, just don't even try. Oh, no. <laughs> now, it was in relation to an online game where you have to battle against, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. And I said, what was that? Yeah, well, if you're not going to win, why would you bother? I said, no, 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 no. And then they said, no, we're talking about an online game. I was like, okay, okay, I get the context. But that kind of thing is what some people tell themselves. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I would say to that is just do it anyway. Yes. And just do it now. Yep. When it comes to decluttering, like so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even start, Amy, because I'm just ne- I'm I'm gonna fail at it. I know it's not I'm not gonna it's not gonna look like the Joneses and mm-hmm. I I need so many I need all these things to yeah. start. I don't have a perfect linen cupboard, so I can't declutter the towels. Yeah. I don't have a storage system for the kids' toys, so I can't declutter the toys. Yeah, I don't have time, I don't have the right solution, I don't have yeah. you know all the things. All the things. And it's I've a lot of the time it is based in that fear of mm-hmm. failure. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Just, just do big, it anyway. Put your big girl pants on, take a deep breath and do it. Even if you suck at it, just do it. Yeah, because practice gets improvement. You, <laughs> gets you to progress. Like practice, practice makes progress, is that the same? Yeah. Not perfect? Yeah. Practice not getting it perfect will actually – practicing not getting it perfect will actually help you realise your perfectionism. Like, and will lessen your perfectionism mm. because you're just practicing and getting you start getting started will get you a whole lot closer to that goal that you really want to do, but you don't think you can do it perfectly. Doing it, just doing, just starting, just do it, do the micro declutter, get somebody else to come along inside you and help you, whatever it takes without procrastinating will get you a whole lot closer to your end goal. This has been a great episode. I feel like it's been some really practical tips and tricks, not only identifying, but then the antidote for each of those identifications. Hopefully. Very good. All right, I'm going to read out a couple of reviews. We've got an iTunes reviews here called Physical and Emotional Aspects. It's a (laughs) five-star review. It says, deals with the physical and emotional process of decluttering, provides guidance and entertainment. That's from Fabuples. I'm pretty sure that's how I say that. (laughs) And I'm just going to read one more. We've got so many reviews in the last eight weeks. 
that we're going to read like multiple reviews every episode because you guys rock. So thank you so much. This one's from Carly78 on iTunes. It's a five-star review titled Decluttering Can't Be Any Easier Than With The Art Of Decluttering. I just wanted to say thanks. Over the past couple of weeks, I began listening from the beginning. I'll be honest, I've always thought I'm fairly organized, yet now I've begun to focus on the function of my spaces as much as the decluttering. My aha moment was listening to sentimental items today. It's funny how when you're open to learning, the teacher arrives. How good is that? Oh, thank you, Carly. And for Boozle? Yeah, for Booples. For Boople. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening this week. We hope that you have an amazing week coming up. Don't procrastinate. Don't be perfectionist and just get it done. And know that we know it's not as easy as just do it. Like... Just don't be a procrastinator. Don't be a procrastinator. That too, but don't be a perfectionist. No, sit with this episode and sit and think about what it is that you have, um, what what has come up to the surface for you today and um, sit and process it and let us know what you think. And we would love to, would love to hear more from you over on our Facebook community um, and let us know what your aha moments were and how you're going to be better than yesterday. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 